everyone. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Safe Space. Um, for today's topic, we are going to be discussing, well, on the theme of Black History Month. And by the way, happy Black History Month to everyone out there. But we're not going to specifically going to like talk about Black History Month in general. We're actually going to be touching on a very specific topic, which is Black health and wellness. So Miss um, Layla, can you please bring us into what we'll be talking about today? Not a problem. Thank you so much, Nara, for getting us into our topic. Um, but before we start, guys, I, you know, I'd love to do a quick check-in. How's everybody's week? Anything exciting? Anything happening? You guys look exhausted. And we are very exhausted. Yes, yes. <laughs> ready for the weekend. It's and it's a three-day weekend. Ready for the weekend. Oh. Exactly ready. Everybody's like, yes, three days weekend. Yeah, right. It's a three days weekend for the next stressful week ahead of us. So, but yeah, think about it. When you come back, it's only a four-day week. Yeah, only four days. Yeah, but get ready for March because according to the school calendar, March has nothing. There's no break. Oh, I know. March has nothing. No break whatsoever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's break our own holiday match. The only breaks you get are the weekends. That's it. I know. The only thing I'm excited for is spring, of course. I know spring. It's going to be exciting. Okay, so you guys have a four-day weekend. This is very, ex- but four-day weekend. Well, it's a three-day weekend. <laughs> weekend. Then three you guys, weekend. but you guys come back into a four-day week. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be super, super exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, it is stress, but then you guys don't have anything going on in March. I know. So you guys are going to like work hard real in March though. Think about it. It'll be fine. I have a competition Honestly? Well, competition for what? Consumable. For what? Consumable. Consumer, what is consumable? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to find out. It's consumable. It's funny because that's what everyone has. We're going to find out. Like if- Whenever I say consumable, everyone thinks about food. I mean, like, like, if it's food, tell me it. It's consumable. I know, right? The the name is misleading, but it's about like, yo, consumer laws in New Jersey. You learn about it, and then we go to competition against other schools. Oh, that's so not fun. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to learn about some laws, and then they're going to fight about it. So it's a debate. that's what I got it's out of that. It's a debate, pretty much. It's a debate club. No, not a debate club. About debate. Okay, let's assume knowledge has been out again. Yeah, there we go. Okay, but that's cool. That's your thing. Yeah. I'm for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, we love that. There's a competition. Who knows what he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, and for me, honestly, when it comes to working hard, I'm your girl. Honestly, I love working hard. There you go. But some people, you know what? Some people thrive in that atmosphere. (laughs) Nielsen just popped on. Um, So, but that's good though. All right. Anybody else have anything exciting coming up? What are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about. Oh, okay. Sorry. You'll catch up. Um, so, all right. So let me get, let's get into the topic because usually when this topic comes up, actually last year when we talked about it, it ended up being a three-part episode because oh, it got so heated and we, everybody got so passionate about it. I'm hoping that 
well, no, not, not that I'm hoping, but you know, maybe it'll end up being consolidated into two episodes and it doesn't go into three. Actually, I think Marcus, did it become a four part episode? I didn't Marcus has been since the conception of the podcast. If Marcus isn't the podcast, it just No, but when we did this topic last year, I think this topic came in almost it went into four episodes. Yeah, I think it was it, it ended up being our longest like topic, I think. Yeah, yeah, it ended up being a really. I mean, not that I'm complaining because I think it's you know it's a very controversial topic and it shouldn't be. So let's let's open the topic to Black History Month. What do we know about it? What is there to talk about? Well, Black History Month. Okay. Shortest month of the. Year. Year, why do you why is, why do you bring that up? Uh, the reason why I bring that up is because there's no way that um we talk about Black history that many people who help build our society in a good and positive way, and we discuss it in the shortest month of the year possible. They pick the shortest month of the year to do that. Uh, oh, this is going to be See, it's already started. The controversy is already started. But still, just imagine it. Like, all these black people who've done amazing things for society. Yeah. And, like, we talk about all these other white people every single time in school. Mm. But when it comes to Black History Month, we choose the shortest time of the year. Wow, that's who so made that? Who, who okay, did actually, who actually, did that? Who listen, that in the first listen. Place? Okay, I get your points right. But originally, the reason why we chose February, the first person to to not think of it, they wanted it to do it in the second week of February because that's the birthday of Abraham Lincoln yeah. and Frederick Douglass. Yes. Right? And then the government just said, so they're doing that one week, they do the whole month of February. That's the real reason why. But shouldn't we just talk about these people all the time? Yeah, I get it, but I know what I say, but I'm saying that they didn't, they didn't do it because they want to be, you know, living our limited, you know, our achievements that just happened to be the same month of Per Douglas and Abraham Lincoln. That's but right. why but, Abraham Lincoln, though? I mean, I mean yeah, he helped free the slaves. That's why he so wrote the Emancipation Proclamation. That's in what we're getting. So, what he's trying to say is that he did play a part, a huge part, into. Right, he did play a huge part into the freedom of slavery, right? He ended slavery. So he did play a big part. So I think it's a, what the, I think the word is, is like homage, homage? I might yeah. be using that word wrong. Homage to someone who played a big part in Black History Month, for, for the Black History. But still though, like, I mean, Abraham Lincoln did free, from free slaves, but that his ideology on like you know um Why? slavery the whole thing was kind of well he did say that all black people should go back to africa who well, did who did Abraham lincoln like he, oh i i i don't know i well, i like, can't speak to that he wanted, he wanted oh, yeah, like yeah. all african americans to go back to africa that was but the thing is there. that they were born here they are citizens of the united states so why do you want them to go back to africa right and in some i, I don't know maybe my um history is wrong here but I do know that he they said that he has slaves yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. That is 
I got to get sound effects on this thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, so that's true. Okay, so we have someone who they're supposed to be paying homage to, right? Who's supposed to be playing this huge role into Black history, who also owns slaves. So what does that say about us? Uh, a society. Well, he wasn't lying there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Marcus, I just love when Marcus nonchalantly grabs the thing. <laughs> But uh, what does this say is that um we were let's be honest here. Let's go. It's only one like I said before, it's only one month. We only celebrate one month. We don't celebrate, we should be celebrating the whole time. <laughs> every year, every sure. time. It just says that our society still doesn't accept black people. Still doesn't. Because you're only celebrating one month, even though there's a lot, those people did play a major role during that, and that's emerging everything. Right. There's also a lot of people who played a major role, which we don't really talk about, and which is troubling because um, when we think about the civil rights movement and how children played a major effect, yeah. major effect, going to jail, coming back, going to jail, just so that um, we can get our rights with the limiting things that they were able to do. Mm -hmm. That says words. And like, I feel that everyone should get the recognition that they deserve, not just those two people who play the major role. Yeah, yeah. we're still, we know them. We already know their role and everything. Right. We appreciate them for their role. We yeah. recognize them every single day. We write an essay every year on Martin Luther King. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So you guys, who comes up on Black History Month? Harriet. I know. I know. I know. I know. Like, try to make our essays more interesting. Like, right. I don't, don't want to write an essay on Martin Luther King every year. And I look at the prompt. It's the same thing. It's it right. is. It's his method still relevant to, to, to today's society. So, today's so what would you want to say? I just want to see them talk, make us do our research on different people. And okay. Make us look at different articles and see their roles into society and at least make us write an essay on like how did they contribute to society or something like that change up the prop make the thing more interesting because at, at time like it's my senior year i wrote the essay so many times that i'm bored i'm tired of it now i could just pull it out from the past and get the same thing again be like here i already wrote it Get the essay from last year. Uh, this year, hey. I did the same thing. I just wrote <laughs> my last year essay, yeah, tore down the bit, and submitted it. I, mean, I can never do that. Right? I, I use the same <laughs> article, but I ain't doing the same essay. So, um, no, it's true, and I, and and I I can hear the passion behind it. You know, Black history is American history, right? Mm -hmm. So why are we, as a society, why is society afraid to admit that? Because black society is seen as a like separate society from America. Like 
you know when you, you have like a whole bowl but mm -hmm. then there's just this one part that's like yeah you're there you're not part of us you just like you're a part of us but you're like a, a sub group okay yeah yeah okay so thank you yeah so it's you're saying you're what you're saying is that it's a what i'm hearing is it's like it's a subgroup so we've we've already kind of alienated like you're your people and we're this people yeah like when some when people say black history man you don't think oh black history is like part of america you just think black people i'm actually like guilty of that myself like okay i, I just when they say black history man i just think oh malcolm x did this for black people i, I don't even think about like america like how it, uh, you know it yeah. affects the entire country and stuff you know what i'm saying i just think oh it's this one group of people and we're just gonna focus on this one group of people for this month and then after the month we forget about it right, right. unacceptable go back to the world history textbooks and oh my god but is it because you guys are conditioned yes yeah. yes we have the condition because they're the same thing over and over again and at one time that makes us bored of it, it makes us tired of it now yeah. we're like oh black is much again black is much again it makes yeah. you take it for granted right yes. it does grant okay i want to hear more of this like take it for granted what do you mean by that all right so when you know when we're like it's 2022 right right and uh when you hear about something something someone like Muhammad Ali did mm -hmm. and like when he was still alive about the Vietnam War and stuff. Yeah. And um when you you think when you when someone tells you the story and you know how brave he was, you just think, oh, oh okay, that that's good for him. But back then it's like it's it's a big deal. Like right. it it really it was really something that not a lot of people could have done. Like I don't definitely know have that bravery. I'm packing my family and I'm out of the country. Right? But the fact that you stood there and it's like, I'm not gonna kill kids. I'm not gonna like do all these things just because you asked me to do it. Yeah. And the fact that we're here now, you know, it's like, how how do I explain it? It's like you're in a, you're on a roll. It's something big that we're taking. You know, that's like. Oh, he did that. Good for him. I I don't really care. I'm you know just going to like we don't really respect it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I hear you. You know, we're gonna say that nowadays we become more from this. We cannot cannot connect it to our lives anymore because it is yeah. saying like Mark Martin Case said he had a dream. Okay, what do we have? Like, oh, what's our dream now? We can't even to our own personal life making it meaningless to us now most kids yeah. just do it for the grade right right was saying about like how we, we need to do our own research and how um, um ezra said and i said ezra i mean sonny sonny i'll yeah. take the credit uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i was thinking it though so like i was saying about how like how we, it has to relate to our life right for, right like, doing the research you have to do something that relates to your life because if I'm writing about Martin Luther King and um, let's say I'm not saying that um, I'm not maybe passionate about civil rights movement, but let's say I don't have the passion to go and stand and go to protest, but that's not the thing I like to do. Maybe I like to go to engineering, and yeah. I don't see anyone about like uh, maybe a black person in engineering. 
Like it doesn't make sense. But if I see a um another black um man or woman in Guinea, I'll be like, wow, that thing was me too. Mm-hmm. Then that goes back to that research thing. That that more research now I become more interested in Black History Month. Right. Because I'm not doing about something that doesn't relate to me. I'm doing about something that I care about. Right. So I'll be like, yeah, I, I like Black History Month. But now yeah. it's it's kind of like you're forced now mindset into a, a particular way, like. If you are African American, you have to be a civil rights movement. You have to like, uh, I'm not. I mean, in a way, we have to try and help our uh, community to say the truth. But it's kind of like they are all forced now mentality to go into like civil rights movement. You have to always be civil and always no, try I, to like, you know. I uh, actually don't like that myself when people try to like make you seem like you're, you know. I have this one incredible teacher. Is my uh, uh, what do you call it? history teacher, and the way he talks, the you know when I'm in his class is like really a really um, I don't want to say smart because that feels that feels empty. Engaging. Really, yeah, intelligent. Engaging person. Yeah. Uh, and I feel intelligent when I'm in his class because I actually think, and you know the way we interact and stuff. But the way he he talks to the kids, like I want you guys to grow up and become like this people and stuff, you know, become incredible like this people. Like I can't be incredible doing something different from them. Like I have to go stand on a podium and be like, "Hi, I have a dream," to be like right seen as you know significant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't like. Can a black person not be a doctor? Do I have to give speeches every time? Yeah. Basically, what you say. So what I'm, I, what I'm, <laughs> so what I'm getting at is that you're getting pushed more in that advocacy sense. Like they're telling you that you have to advocate more. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm gonna, I what I, you guys are saying really great stuff, and I like want to push you guys more in that. But I want to kind of. Um, hone more into what specifically more into black uh not black history but like more into what we're going to talk about today like i want to hone more into our topic because i what i didn't know when i was doing research was that every year for black history month they do a topic okay so which is what we kind of introduced was that we're going to talk about black health and wellness so for uh, I'm going to bring up some black health facts and statistics because as you guys, I don't know if you guys know, but there is a lot of stigma. There's a lot of surroundings around minorities and health, and there's not a lot of advocacy because unfortunately, yes, you guys do have to advocate for your own community. It sucks. But who else is going to advocate for you guys? But you can do it in different ways. Yes, you can do it in different ways. I agree with you. There's ways to do it. So you don't have to follow one method. No. no. Basically becoming the copy of someone like 60 years ago. Yeah. No. Not I, Martin. My name is not Martin. No. There and there's different ways to find it. So we're I'm gonna bring up is that. One of the things is, is mental health. Mm -hmm. So 
Black Americans are more likely to experience anxiety, depression, and other symptoms of emotional distress than white Americans, yet they're less likely to receive treatment. Uh, the number one stigma is a barrier for addressing mental health among Black Americans. When it comes to attitudes towards seeking mental health services, more than 80% of Black Americans are very concerned about stigma associated with mental health. And this is a concern often discourages treatment. So 80%, that's a large number. Why do you think that is? Can I go? Um, yes. I'm actually not surprised by that number. Okay. Um, the reason why, because in the black community, it is um, very known that uh, that we don't go to therapy or counseling. So it's a common thing in um, so it's a common thing in like every culture, whether it's the American culture or the mm -hmm. Caribbean culture coming over here, it's a common thing in just the black community in general that we don't do counseling, we don't do therapy. And um, as the generation go by, the traumas, the pains are continuously being passed on. And yeah. since they're not being dealt with, um, and then you also have the stigma of, we're not going to therapy. And then even with the people that want to go to therapy, you already have your people around you saying that we, we don't do therapy, we don't do counseling. Yeah. And that forces you to keep everything inside, which makes that 80% such a large number. That is an incredible point. Yes, I've been thinking that I've not heard the statement. What's in the house stays in the house. house. Exactly. Yes. But you know the funny thing with that statement? They on the phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because hold on, let's talk about that. Because within the black community, they say what's what happens in the house stay okay, in the house. house. But for all my people that are not from here, whether you are no, whether you are immigrant oh, yourself or your family an immigrant, gosh. you got family back home which every single week your parents on the phone tell them what's going on. So I really don't understand that because I really don't understand it because it's like you want what happens stay in the house, but the family back home know all the teeth. They, <laughs> they know what you did. When you did, what time you did it, what clothes you wear it, who you were there, they know every detail. Oh, oh, it's true. Yeah, so, yes, yes. Now listen, I grew up in a Spanish household, so everybody knows what everybody knows. So I got you. So I got it. Um. So I think that now leads into the next thing. Mistrust of the healthcare system among Black Americans negatively impacts their health. Black Americans' mistrust of medical researchers and the healthcare system stems from structural systematic factors spanning across four centuries, including equalities mm -hmm. in uh, access of healthcare and health insurance, as well as negatively encounters from healthcare professionals. Let me just sign it. Uh, a history of mistreatment, such as the U.S. Care Public Service syphilis study at Tuskegee, as well as as existing social, economic, and healthcare, are among the factors contributing to this mistrust. So, you were talking about yes, we do spill out to our family. Does it come down to do we not trust the healthcare system? Oh. Yes, because like yes, because historically, um. Documented and undocumented, there's been a lot of bad treatment um, on black people again. I mean, not again, but with the healthcare system. And as a result, it increased the distrust within the black community. Okay. Does anybody know about the syphilis study? Yes, I do yeah, actually. I have, I've never heard. Please enunciate, Yeah, so the syphilis study, right? 
some black men went to a hospital for treatment of syphilis, right? But instead of being treated, not what one girl. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's about to say Okay, so what happened was they thought they were getting a vaccine for something or other a, for a treatment, but in reality, what happened was they were getting um um they were actually getting injected with syphilis, which is an STD. That's cool. oh no! So they didn't know they were getting injected with an STD. So they were getting told one thing, and they were like, "Yes, yes, we're gonna do this. It's gonna be great, and you're gonna feel so great." And then they were, um, they were getting injected with the stuff. That's what syphilis like go to They they make you when you uh uh yeah. That's cruelty. That is insane. Um, it's worse stories than that. Like regardless of race, it would do that to another human being. So. Yeah, so that's what happened. They, go ahead. Yes. Exactly. So there, that's one of the reasons why we talk about mistrust and like for proper studies. Um, there's, you're supposed to be told like, this is, you know, when you're like being part of a study, you know, you know we're going to inject you with this. You're going to inject. They were not given any proper procedure. Like they were just like, they were told one thing, but they were injected with another thing. Yes. And then, but the purpose was is like, yes, like Romania said, it was to like know how to treat syphilis, but they had no autonomy to know how to get properly like so also why would you use a human as experiment well that's a so typically what happens when you're doing like study like when you're getting like a new uh, medical treatment it goes through like uh it goes through certain sets of trials so it gets like you know in the lab it goes through like some set of trials and then it goes to like animal trials then it goes to human trials before it goes to the actual to the public. So it was in the human trials per se. So but they want to pay for human trials? Basically. Uh, so that is what happened. Okay. So I just need to let something off my chest for just one. Go, let it off, girl. All right. So you want to know, you want to know the reason why um, our, like, you know, black people literally, they receive so much mistreatment and just a whole lot of stuff in the healthcare system or anything in general in this society. You know, I feel like the reason being is that they still cannot accept that every single human, we have, like we all have a difference. Um, they can't accept someone that is a different, different skin color than someone else. It's, yeah. And like that hurts me to the highest, that hurts me to the highest point. Like, um, I remember in AP US history class when we were talking about slavery, you know, we, um, my two boys came and um, can vouch for me. Um, we were talking about slavery, and my goodness, it was really a sensitive topic for me because you, like, you have no idea how many um, African Americans they were treated like yeah. they were animals and they were. Um, they, there were so many of them, like millions that were killed, 
And it was absolutely heartbreaking for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, why mm-hmm. is this world so cruel? Yeah. Even when, um, even when, even until like, even until like the 21st um, century, it's still here. But like, I mean, it has died down a little bit, but it still have a really, really long way to go. And why can't you just accept the fact that we are all humans trying to survive on this earth? And like, there's no, there's no difference. Like all of us are the same. And let's be real. If you wanted, say if you wanted like an entire world that's only filled with people of a specific color, where's the culture? Like, where is the diversity? Yeah. Like we have Black History Month, we have Hispanic Heritage Month, we have uh, Pacific Islander, Asian American Month. Like we have all of these different cultures for a reason. Yeah. And I love learning about um, different types of cultures. I embrace every single person, um, every single person of any race, any ethnicity. Like um, I just don't understand why society is like this. It's like they're taking. Um, I don't honestly. I don't even know who came up with this um, crazy thought in the first place. That's like, what you call it. Yeah, like black people, we are not your enemies. White people are not our enemies. Asian people are not our enemies. Like every single human on this earth, they are not our enemies. Like according, like I will use a statistic right now. Ninety-nine point nine percent of human genetic material is pretty much identical. The zero point one to zero point one percent is just based on health and appearance, health and appearance. That's it. But the 99.9%, you should take that into consideration. So basically, all of us are like brothers and sisters if you think about it. So, I'm so like, it's just incredibly frustrating. And still, society has not received that wake-up call. Yeah. So here's a little message. Wake up, America. I'm done with this. Seriously. Yeah, let's go. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that, Nara. All right, so we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, but make it quick though, because I didn't, we only, we're only on limited certain amount of time. What? Next episode? Yeah, it looks like we're gonna end up having a part two. We need a part two. No matter what I do. But to um to make a comment on what you said, I would say it's a generational thing. Um, uh, as the generation went by, uh, the knowledge uh, and the mindset that they had, they continuously teach it to their kids, their grandkids, their great grandkids. And we have to be very mindful with um the stuff that we have with our generations that we don't pass that same thing down to um the, the next generation. And it may not be racism, but it, it may be trauma, it may be hurt, it may be pain. We have to be very careful. And what we pass it down to the next generation. Right. Yeah. So you're talking about yeah, you're talking about generational trauma, uh in uh trauma, um, which is a very interesting topic, which um if anybody wants to learn more about it, I'd be more than happy to talk about it with people because it's something that I'm like currently starting to research a little bit more about. So technically it's kind of like the generational curse. Yeah, it is. Yes. If you want to look at that way, yes. Um so where am I going? Um, fine, we're gonna, speaking of cultural responsive, um, that's the next section. Uh, finding culturally responsive care is hard for black Americans. Mm-hmm. Only 2% of psychiatrists and 4% of psychologists in the United States identify as black, making it hard for 
making it a challenge for 13.2% of Americans who identify as Black to find someone who looks similar for mental health care. So how hard it is it for us to find someone that looks like us and identifies? I think I said this during the uh, mental health episode, yep. but I'm going to say it again. So me as an, Af uh, um, an, an African immigrant, if I go to maybe a white lady or a white man for counseling, they may not understand me. You see, they won't understand my background. They won't understand what I've been through. I mean, uh, they are there to help, but it's not the same as even 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 the same person as um, just say uh, I'm an African American. It's still at least I have a connection with them and that familiarity that I, I know the person I can trust and confide in them. But if I see someone who is different, I might be like, I don't want to share everything with you, you right? And I'll be just giving it to myself. So I, I feel like that amount of people not um, being um, like the same, being in a, a mental health um, profession profession is one thing that contributes about uh, most African-Americans not going to um, get treatment that they need because they don't feel like they are the, um, their counselors or their therapists understand what, what they are going through or what they have been through. No, it's true. Um, and I think that's hard because it's like, imagine like, you know, not only with mental health, it's like, when we see things on TV, it's like, we look for people that look like us. Right. And it's very strange when we see on TV or doctors and you're like, you don't, you're not, how do you, how do, can I identify with you? How do you know what I'm going through? You know, um, it's funny. Cause I had this conversation actually the other day with my mother, you know, cause she, um, you know, when we see people on TV and we hear people's backstories, you know, she, cause she couldn't understand why people like, why they tell the backstories. And it's like, because people get things out of backstories, you identify. So when you see someone who looks like you and you're and they, uh, they endorse something and it's like, Oh, I can get through that because that gives you courage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and it's someone who looks like me and who, who, who's done something similar, who's gone through something similar as me. So, you know, I think that identification is very important. Um, so I think if, I'm going to, I'm going to speak to the women in this room, which so, um, the pressure to be, and I, you know what, and for the, the men in this room, think of your mothers or your sisters, your aunts, and, or the other females in your life. The pressure to be a strong Black woman can be bad for health. Black women are, the, are among the most untreated groups for depression in the United States. As Black women, this is a quote, as black women, we have to take off the mantle of being the strong black woman, says um, Harris says, we have to make sure we do all we can to take care of our physical health as well as our mental health. So what do we have to say about that? Yeah. Well, we're going to let him take and then you go. <laughs> you black woman? <laughs> yes. It's wow. 2023, it could be what you want. Stop. Okay. <laughs> All right, come on, come on, come on. Let's let her go. Okay. So, honestly, I feel like your physical health and your mental health 
um, is probably what makes up a strong black woman. And I'm going to say this right now. Um, like, you know, sometimes, well, honestly, a lot of times, sometimes black people, like black women, they can be judged or they can be just, um, some people just be like, oh, you're just, you're whatever. Um, but listen here. I do not care what you think about me. If you say something hateful to me, I'm not going to take it to heart because mm -hmm. I know darn well that it's not true. Because I have family who love me, I have friends who love me, and I have a beautiful life, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And here's a little bit of feminism. I'm a strong, independent Black woman, and I don't need no man. Yeah. <laughs> no man. <laughs> show any emotions and i think that that's also part of the society that has been has been created because um of yes um if you actually look at it i feel like um black women will be the ones who have it most hard like as being a woman yeah be someone of minority group they're going to have it hard so i feel like they want to make this um the system treat them better so because yeah. of that they're trying to be as tough as they can right and they don't want to show emotions because they know if you show emotions someone's going to take advantage of that so yeah. they, they just try to be as strong as they can yeah well that's where the pressure comes from because like when you see all these people in mainstream being like oh i'm a boss oh my gosh <laughs> No, no, it's true. We gotta keep it real. Yeah, I'll bleep it. So I want to make sure I have my Okay, okay. But listen, listen, listen. I'm not hold on. And then I got I got somebody on the computer that wants to talk. You know, the I wanna be independent. I'm my own boss. I make my own money, blah blah blah, whatever. There's when you see women like that in mainstream media, you um I can't speak for women. But I feel like I'm like men tread, tread men tread lightly. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> I can't speak for women, but I feel like when you see things like that in mainstream media, that's what's like that's what's acceptable now. You you try to you know be like those people, that, right? You know people like shame you for being this like when you. Oh my god. No, okay. no, no, no. I, think I don't want to say feminine because they'll be like, oh, so women are like <laughs> this. So all right, I have I have someone on, on the computer that wants to speak. Go ahead. I was just going to add something because um just like you said, um like um strong black women, I'm guessing that mentality um from them being strong is because I'm guessing from the past on how they um we were treated, like 
us, us African-American, how we're treated so badly. Um, I'm guessing that's why we might have the mentality that um, we have to be strong um, for that not to happen to us. Um, again, like um, for history, that we're pretty soft. So we have to, um, I don't know, somehow we have to... Um, um, know how to be dignified and um, be strong as we could for them not to manipulate us in a kind of way so that's why we have that mentality that we have to be strong in a way and not to be weak and stuff I'm yeah guessing way. yeah no you're on the you're on the you're on the money on that one oh, what happens when we add the angry black woman Oh, the angry black woman. The scary one. Yeah, what about that persona? It depends on what you're actually angry at. That's what? It can be anger for a good reason. It could be anger for just a complete different reason that you're overreacting about. (laughs) But like, I mean, if you can't keep those feelings bottled up inside, it's okay to express them. It's okay to express your emotions and get whatever you need to get out, out. But just a little bit of advice, please do not express your anger physically on other people. I feel like that's what. (laughs) (laughs) And I see on the side of my my face. So before we, all right, I'm gonna let Azran go and then that's it. I'm gonna hold it and I stand by that statement. (laughs) Okay, all right. So unfortunately y'all, we, Coming to an end. We're coming, coming to, to an, an end. end. Yes. Part two, part two. Our time is running out. Part two. Uh, did I hear a part two? Yes. 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 I've been overpowered to a part two. I think it's going to be a part two. Okay. So I'm going to, because due to time and y'all exhausted the time. Does any? I'm going to allow a few people to do a last minute thought. Most people haven't spoken. D- d- anybody wants to get any thoughts in? Okay, what do you think about it? Make it quick. Like, 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 when I mean a last minute thought, I mean a last minute thought, y'all. Thank you for listening. And just remember that when it comes to Black history, don't celebrate it just for one month. Celebrated every, every single day. Black issues. And, and I also want to say that if um you are celebrating Black History Month, don't usually go for mainstream like popular um black te- black um people, but go for people that you find interesting who also did something to contribute to the um the community and to America as a whole. <laughs> no. no. Okay, Neil wants to say something. Neil to say something. All right. In order for us to prosper, we have to be able to work together and to not let nobody silence us and to speak, speak, say whatever we have to say, speak our minds and be true to ourselves. Pretty much. Awesome. Thank you. Anybody else have anything to say? Yeah, me. Go ahead. And this is for the black woman. You have to understand that you can. You're trying to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm afraid. You have to understand <laughs> that you can also be. You have to vulnerable. You can. You have to understand that you can chill. Right? You have to understand that you can also be vulnerable. You don't have to be like this loud, strong. Up. No, I actually find it annoying. I know, like it's not cute at all. Oh, 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 oh,
not agree with him. He's not <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. He Who is else? by himself. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? No, but. Okay. Darren, uh, you want to end it? You want to end the podcast? Do you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for listening to another wonderful episode of the Face the Face Face Podcast. We are available on anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I don't know, please stay tuned for part two and we will see y'all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.